Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi and welcome to Why Did You Make Me Watch That with me, Holly Frew. And me, Ronald Warfield. Hi. Hey. Hello. We're free. I literally I was just like making a few notes like before we started recording this and I was just like no restrictions yeah what what's happened this week hmm, I wonder yeah I know oh no. yeah since last we spoke uh no, I, I wasn't expecting to lift all restrictions I would have to say I thought we were going to go back to the midnight closing of pubs and stuff and I was like no, no, no I could take that yeah but yeah like for them to go all out and say no that's it we're done and just like yeah Whoa. It was, that was a big step. Yeah, I I totally felt the same. I mean, um, it was basically uh, if you weren't in Ireland uh, last week, our Taoiseach uh, gave the go ahead basically for no limitations on back to normal. Pretty much back to normal. No restrictions anymore. Apart from like you know masks in like you know shops and public transport and stuff which is fair enough I, I i never i never i never uh resisted any of that like, any but, like everything else that. no i never had any issues with them but everything yeah. else just gone nightclubs even four mile queues and the dices are back with a vengeance it's all happening four mile queues though apparently going into every bar and restaurant now though yeah i'd say going into mcdonald's on bloody grafton street there's like thousand person queue Imagine the, the queue to McDonald's after all the pubs closed. Like, I know, yeah. Carnage. I know outside. when the, yeah, exactly. Like, I'm kind of, I know I'm such a weirdo, but I kind of don't. Of course. I, I, <laughs> which goes without saying, totally. Yeah. Um, But I kind of did like the fact that you weren't scrunched into bars and like whenever like you know because i mean we still went to mm. bars and we still went to restaurants and stuff. like i didn't oh, no, I was, mind not I, actually cramming five people deep 100 at the bar yeah. do you know I, I like i often said it whenever i did go to a bar during the whole thing i was like do you know what not being like you know not having to stand at a bar for 20 minutes that's five deep it has two people standing at it like serving people yeah not having to do that and table service and you know sitting at a table and just having a drink in a chat was nice yeah and where you could actually hear the other person as well okay i'm sounding really really yeah. old now um, well look the, the other kind of night out where it's packed and jammed and it's loud music and all that's the certain kind of night out, and that's good for a certain you know exactly time, that's a kind you know, of like, a, a special a, kind of like the different night just out. having yeah yeah but like if you just want a few quiet drinks which was you know you know, a largely rare thing before the pandemic. Everywhere you went was packed, like, you know. Yeah. Five o'clock in the evening on a Thursday. Oh, it's packed. It's great, you know. I know. And it was kind of that sort of situation where, like, you know, after work on a Friday drinks kind of thing uh, was just, you'd kind of have to be in a bar by five o'clock to, or half five at the latest to yeah, get a table yeah. or a seat or anything. Mm. But, um. Now I kind of feel like it's full blown return to it's like every day is like a, the last Friday before Christmas. Yeah, it's got to be like that for about a month, I'd say, until the novelty wears off or another lockdown come. 
<laughs> yeah, I know. And hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> whatever happens to whatever happens sooner. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. This is it. It's like check back here next week, guys, because we might not be talking about uh restrictions Freedom. anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I like the fact though yeah. that like they're right. keeping the mass situation. I know over in the UK they're not they're doing away with the mass, but I actually mm. like the mass situation in Ireland. Plus as well, because I just think that like people on the bus, bus people, bus people behavior in general. Are you listening? It's not great. So if you're going no. on the bus and you have your mask on, like I don't personally mind, but I, I prefer other people to wear masks that are like going to sneeze and cough and literally just free ball it out in the air just no like limitations to their spread of germs and like when so at least when everyone has to wear a mask on a bus that stops that do you know that's the one thing I was grateful for during the whole thing is that I didn't have to get a bus anywhere because I I was late coming to driving and I learned how to drive only a few years ago but I'm so glad I did because had I to get the bus to work like as some of my colleagues had to during the whole pandemic, I'd have lost my shit. I'd have been like, oh, man kills 20 people on bus. That would be me. Like, <laughs> that would have been the headlines. Yeah. First week of the pandemic. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Glad that didn't happen. But in fairness, though, anytime I did have, have uh, to go on the bus, like, I mean, at least people were wearing masks and you did feel that sense of like, okay, at least, you know, you feel a bit more protected kind of thing yeah yeah it was weird being on public transport over in london i'd say so actually yeah because yeah. they were like it was 50 50 when i went over yeah. in october of who were wearing masks and who weren't because it wasn't the option, isn't it? yeah yeah it was it was optional and yeah so it wasn't mandatory but it was it was it was you know please wear a mask signs were on like but it mm. wasn't sort of like enforced by any staff or anything mm. yeah that's that's a bit too much for me now i'd have been like nervous I think. yeah i definitely felt like a little bit wary when i was you know and and you know you'd see people wearing masks and you'd kind of kind of tour you know try and sit near them but um yeah especially especially in the london tube during rush hour like sardines oh. and candles and cover it like. but actually so, anytime yeah. i did Anytime I did take like the tube or the train, I mean, there, like, there weren't very many people on it. I think, mm. um, it definitely restricted. I think because people were working from, like, you know, so many people working from home. Work from home, yeah. So, like, there weren't the yeah. same amount of people kind of using it. So at least that wasn't mm-hmm. too bad. No, but, that's um, cool. That's cool. Yeah, no, but I'm definitely excited. I feel like a whole sort of bit of release now this week of just like, okay, I think it's finally, like we're finally getting there, do you know? Yeah, yeah. It's gas because I, my 40th is this week. Yes, tomorrow. Uh, I'm, turning, I'm turning 40 this week, but my actual, I'm turning 40 tomorrow, in fact, yes. But my um, actual 40th, we had originally booked it to be weekend coming and we booked it pre the 8pm closing thing in December 
So wait, sorry, right. you booked it for this weekend originally. This weekend, yeah. yeah, yeah, and this was before they announced the APM closing thing. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Heck. Yeah. yeah so it, only in the last two only in the last three or four weeks we're like we better re- rebook that to some other day to, to another yeah at eight o'clock. yeah so the only day we can get after that was march 5th which is yeah a month away a month and a bit so that's fine take the march 5th and then the next day they're talking about like easing the restrictions for the end of january it's like no <laughs> i know it literally <laughs> i would have got like, away with it i know got away with it Oh, but, but sure, you weren't to know. You weren't to know. Nope, weren't and to at know. least, and I was in fairness, say, so. and I mean, you haven't moved it like you know the other end of the year. It's it's you know still no. kind of within a few weeks of of the and big day. There's nothing else going on in March, like you know, Paddy's Day, Six Nations. Nothing else going on, like nothing else. <laughs> Our other May four is his fortieth as well. His fortieth, yeah. Um, so, like I said, nothing going on, like you know. It's totally fine. No. It's totally fine. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at least look, at least you're able to actually have a booking still. Mm. And they haven't just given you the whole uh email. We're so sorry. Um, you do not have a booking with us anymore. Yeah, yeah. Please stop emailing us. Yeah. <laughs> Please do not email um, but yeah, us. No, that's a, yeah. So uh, yeah, we move on to uh the... Yeah. Um, and did I actually go first last time? I think I might. You did. You did. Okay. Yeah. I, I so, should go first this time too. Um, let me see. Let me see if I can remember. I have it here. Options before you. I know. I want to try and remember before you tell me. No, I can't remember. I remember the one I watched, obviously, but I can't remember the other one. So go on and tell me. Uh, uh, so they were both on Amazon Prime, but one is being the Ricardos and then the other yeah. one is the Lie. The lie, right? Yeah, no. Uh, so I watched Being the Ricardos. Okay. Yeah. So Being the Ricardos is the new uh, film written and directed by uh, Aaron Sorkin, who I would um, have spoken about before. Fan of. So he is the 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 mind behind such things as A Few Good Men and, um, excuse me, The West Wing and. If you want a bit of the social network, uh, yeah, I was, the, the I, I was trying movie. to think of the social network there. I was yeah. like, what? What's the name yeah. of that film? Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, but branched into, he's a very good writer. Um, one of the best writers in Hollywood, in fact. But he's also branched into directing now in, the, in recent years. So he's directed Molly's Game and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. And this is his third film as director. It's uh, about Lucille Ball and um, Desi Arnaz. Uh, who were sort of a, a power couple in Hollywood in the 1950s. Now, I vaguely remember repeats of I Love Lucy being shown at like some arsehole hour of the morning at the weekends when I was a kid, like on or something like that. I remember them vaguely being shown yeah. on the arsehole satellite channels, like, you know. So uh, that's my literally only Arsehole satellite with- channels. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the, like, you know, when you, like when you get TCM like TCM or whatever it was where we had, yeah, TCM or something. Like, I don't know what it was, but it was one of, like the Super Channel or something. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Um, on, uh, so, uh, yeah, so that was my own experience with Lucille Ball. So she wouldn't have been the cultural icon on this side of the border that she was in America. Uh, because watching this, she mentioned that she meant a lot to a lot of people. Um, 
uh, certainly to to a lot uh, of um, American yeah. uh, female comedians and stuff. All site Lucille Ball is like an inspiration and stuff. So, so the film itself takes place uh, um, uh, largely in one week. Uh, it's announced on the radio at the start of this week that Lucille Ball is a member of the Communist Party. And uh, now she's not named in the piece, but it's basically said still male television actress um, in the country is a member of the Communist Party, which could only really be her. So, so essentially they spend the whole other shoe to drop uh, and that this being explored and announced by the newspapers that she's a communist. So the story is derived from the fact that when she was younger, she was being raised by her grandfather and he was a member of the Communist Party and he asked her to sign a membership for the Communist Party, um, which she did. But that was the last she ever yeah. thought of it and spoke of it. She didn't actually join the Communist Party. She's just doing it to make him happy. So, um, and the Communist Party wasn't the feared and hated um, element it was in the 1950s. So, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, and previous to this week, she's also been uh, done a session to the commission that the, the, that's the, it's the, uh, the commission to investigate communism in America, I think it was. It was the thing that run by a man, the, um, what's his name again? Do you remember the guy? Um, it's... He was this real witch hunt guy. Yeah. Uh... Um, what the I don't know, The McCarthy, the McCarthy witch hunt, that's what it was. You know, oh, yeah. Senator McCarthy. Yeah. So he, he organized this commission to investigate communism in America, and it was literally just a witch hunt. It was... It was just like picking people, people that he probably thinking. didn't. He didn't really like. Particularly. Didn't personally like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or he, he taught people who would have an agenda against him, and this was all for his own for own political gain, of course, because they're all this. He announced his run for presidency, which fell flat on its ass because the guy had no credibility. Like, but at the height mm-hmm. of the witch hunts, he named and shamed and blacklisted very prominent. And this is basically the commission's attempt to do the same to Lucille Ball. So. Yes. So, um, so yeah, at this point, the Lucy show has been established as a firm favorite in America. Um, there's a there's a sort of a talking heads element to it where they talk to people who are there, the writers specifically, um, who are who are in the film still alive today, and they're talking in retrospect about what happened that week. So, uh, one in the beginning talks about how a successful TV show today would be ten to fifteen million viewers. And back then, the Lucy show was pulling in 60 million. So it was massive, pure gold license to print money for the networks, essentially. So, like, that's such uh, a massive. So they had a lot that's, of. That's massive even now. Like, that's, you know, yeah. that's. No, huge. shows don't pull that kind of numbers anymore. Like, no. You know, that's big, 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 big ratings. So, um, so yeah, this uh, obviously meant that both Lucy and Desi are now her husband. Uh, who was uh, also the co-creator and star with Lucy of the show. Uh, the two of them had a lot of sway and a lot of power and also made them very heavy targets to fall um, with regards to communism or any links to it. Um, so, yeah, that's basically the setup. Yeah. It does a few bits in terms of flashbacks as well, where it shows um, her and Desi sort of starting out, uh, sort of in their careers in Hollywood, um, how they met and how they came close and there's uh, rumours all throughout about Desi 
uh, carrying on with other women um, behind Lucy's back, which is obviously a big tut tut. Um, so yeah, no, it's uh, excuse me, it's an excellent film. It really is. Uh, it's not Aaron Sorkin's best. Uh, yeah. I much prefer the likes of Molly's Game, um, but this is definitely uh, it's an excellent film. It's an Aaron Sorkin script, so like all the all super the, snappy and yeah everyone's like uh you know everyone's got the right thing to say at the right time there's nobody who you know falter yeah it's very yeah uh, around slick. like that like you know it's, it's all very slick kind very of. slick yeah you know. everyone is you know just on their game in terms of dialogue and stuff so but um but and it's it, such it, a it great cast as well which, yeah yeah aside from the main two which are played by nicole kidman and javier bardem um you've got uh, let's see. You've got uh, J.K. Simmons. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Tony Tony Hale from Arrested Development. Um, you've got uh, the guy from the Agents of Shield, Agent Coulson. I remember yeah, his real name. I can't think of his actual <laughs> name because I only know him from that. Agent Agent Coulson's his yeah. real name. It's fine. Yeah. That is his real so, name. So um, that's his real name. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you've got a star-studded cast uh, headed up by two people who are really, really, uh, like, they're, they're well-suited to their parts. Um, I was looking at videos of Lucy after oh, that, yeah. and, yeah, they nailed it. Like, yeah, they even got, like, Nicole Goodman looking exactly like her, like, and she nails the attitude and the whole lot, like, so. Very, she looks very exactly like her, but I mm. do still feel that, like, the real Lucy wasn't as old. And, like, I know this is going to just be, like, sound really ageist and stuff. But um, mm. yes, it will. <laughs> but you know, yeah. just in terms of if you're going to be doing, uh, what you call it, a bio, like a biographical, mm. uh, piece, like sometimes I kind of find that like just, I don't know, just like you could get someone a newcomer almost like I don't think it needs the weightiness of a big star behind sort of these roles because you want to see the character you want the character to be the star yeah, yeah. I, I get that as well you know yeah, I mean? and there were certainly like you bring up the matter of age there, there were a couple of scenes where you could definitely tell that they'd done a little bit of digital de-aging on mm. um, she had that sheen of just you know it's a tiny massive CG on her face. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and as I said, it's play, nothing. But... It's clear. Like I, I don't mean that fact in, in, you know, I don't mean that statement in terms of like, you know, like there only should be young women seen on screen. I do not mean that in any sort of way. It's just like if you're going to play a character at a certain time in their lives, you know, have the character be sort of around that age, and like, you know make more characters for women that are of all ages the views of Hollywood do not mention the views of uh, this podcast no, yeah I know <laughs> I just feel like I had to make that statement because I just felt like there could be a lot of comments of like you hate women that are like anything above 25 years old or something hate um, crime I know yeah. but yeah so sounds like you enjoyed it I did. I really did. I didn't think I would because the subject matter wasn't hugely appealing to me. Yeah, um, I really wasn't like I'm the, actually the surprised whole, you went Lucy, for it. Yeah, the, the Lucy thing just 
yeah, I honestly like she made little to no impact in this side of the water. Mm. Yeah, it but wasn't very it's still a compelling story. It's it's more compelling because it's it's it better an ear in television that you don't get to see talked about very often. Um, yeah, yeah, to get to see the behind the scenes of how television back then was made, really interesting. Um, yeah, that's true as well. I think because this would this would be an era in television this in Ireland and like Ireland didn't start TV services in what the 60s and this was the early 50s like so yeah um, this we was two decades before even Ireland had TV yeah. yeah yeah so yeah so it's interesting to see that kind of stuff being made um on this sort of stage um but yeah no, I really enjoyed it said it's probably a tiny bit over the top in terms of like the snappy dialogue and I did notice a couple of words and references which were too modern to be okay. in a 50s film um, there's a, there's, someone I can't walking the around with their iPhone used, in the background or somebody walking around with their iPhone yeah you just like what it is, yeah. and then somebody dude. pulls out a laptop to start writing a script I'm like wait a minute <laughs> no wait, that wasn't <laughs> but um, no there's, some of the dialogue was a bit too modern to, yeah. to be in the 50s um, I did notice a couple of phrases. Like, Hang on a second, did people say that back then? I don't think they did. But maybe Weird. they did. Because like, um, so that would seem like a big oversight from Sorkin. Mm. And like, he's usually quite like, au fait with that sort of thing. But True, true. Well, maybe they did. Maybe he's done his research and I'm talking through my arse. Which is probably... No, you don't know. Maybe you are. Like, maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe you no, just let a few... Maybe he just let a few slide in there, you know, just to kind yeah. of, you know, maybe 2021 it <laughs> up a bit. Yeah. Where Nicole came and turned around and says, be cancelled. It's like, wait a minute, that's not a, that's not a 50s term. Like. <laughs> so anyway. They'd be like, cancel what? Um, very good. I'm glad that you liked watching that. Uh, I, I was full sure you were going to watch uh, The Lie out of those two but um yeah uh no, sorry all you had your notes prepared for was you're like there's no way he's gonna watch you know i'm gonna watch the lie and prepare all my notes based like on that. i'm not like yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> all your trivia now was based on the lie Just, no it's fine it's fine you do you i do me yeah um cool okay so my movies um so yeah Ro gave them to me offline and they were The Tender Bar or Moneyball. Mm. And I watched The Tender Bar. Oh, very good. Uh, also on Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon Prime movie. It is. And um, it is directed by George Clooney. Um, and it is based on the memoir of J.R. I'm going to say Moringer, but I don't really know. It's M-O-E-H or I-N-G-E-R. So, yeah, Moringer. Moringer. Mm-hmm. Uh, J-R. That's what his name J-R. is. J-R. Yeah, his name is J-R. So yeah. J-R Moringer wrote the a book. J-R. <laughs> J-R wrote a book about his life. And uh, was it actually called The Tender Bar? I think it was. And it was about his life growing up on Long Island. He mm-hmm. has a drunk, sort of an abusive father. And then his mom basically uh, 
leaves the dad and goes back to her family home. And so her uh, father is played by Christopher Lloyd. And then her brother is played by uh, Ben Affleck, who is quite amazing, I have to say, in this movie as the uncle um, to J.R. Because he basically fits in and, you know, is the father figure that J.R. never had because his dad was basically a total dipshit. And um, yeah, so... Uh, ben Affleck is this guy who's not formally educated, but he's self-educated and like has read a thousand books that he keeps and he also passes on to Jay War to read. Uh, he works in this bar in Long Island and it's full of amazing, wonderful characters that are his best mates. And they always like they they're basically like an extended uh, family for JR as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I have to say like from last week watching the um, Ghostbusters afterlife and then to this, it was a complete kind of, um, it's just a completely different movie. It's, uh, you know, it's a complete character study. It's very slow moving. It's, mm. um, you know, it chronicles JR's life from a child and then moving into his uh, grandparents' home, um, you know, being raised basically at the bar with Ben Affleck, his uncle, and then kind of becoming a college student, uh, going right until his kind of first proper job in the city in the New York Times, and then kind of mixing in this sort of love story in there as well uh his big first love so Mm. it's a real kind of like coming of age uh character sort of you know it's a memoir and that's basically what it is yeah so it's a completely different movie to like um you know what i watched last week but um it's uh it is it's 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 lovely it's interesting it's kind of um it's it's really well shot I was going to say the, the 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 how it looks and all the rest of it. It, it does look like something that was shot in the seventies. Like, yes, they've got the look. They nailed it. Like with the terms of the photography and stuff. Like it looks great. Like, yeah, and like I mean, for George Clooney, um, just trying to think of the other movie he directed. Um, directed he, the World War Two thing, um, the Monuments Men, which was completely different again but oh yeah but i thought there was another thing i can't think of it but he also produced argo which stars ben affleck so this is like kind of their second i think film uh working closely together um and plus as well i'm you know just in terms of timeline um the Moringer and Clooney would have grown up and um or sort of been you know like similar age similar age group yeah so yeah. I could yeah, kind yeah. of see yeah. a bit of an aspect of like nostalgia in this for Clooney as well and just kind of embracing a bit of that um 
maybe of, his childhood aesthetic yeah yeah of the aesthetic yeah. and then maybe some maybe sort of characters like you know um but yeah um apparently i was reading i was reading a bit about the the book the memoir as well and mm-hmm. a bit of the mowringer guy his actual like an interview with him and he said that like the te- like the bar that his uncle uh worked at was like a complete seedy like dive bar like dive bar like people yeah. were having sex everywhere he said like there's just like shenanigans going on the whole time and i mean like when you watch definitely this not movie, the bar in this one yeah, no yeah, yeah. it is yeah. definitely a different bar this is more like the bar in cheers <laughs> this is like well maybe the bar with cheers with like an ex-con or two around the place yeah. Yeah, like there's yeah. an element of kind of like they're they're quite working class guys and um, yeah there's an element of working class for sure yeah, yeah. but there's not a bit of seediness to it, do you know? It's just no. sort of like, I mean, they're all very like, you know, if when Jr. sort of, I don't know, had a girlfriend or when he got his job, when he got into college, they were all like, oh, you know, I'm going to get him a drink. I'll get him a drink. Like, so it was a lovely kind of community. Yeah, yeah. It was a big vibe. And um, so it was kind of a, yeah, it was definitely... It, it, it's definitely actually it kind of almost gave me it's not the same it, like it definitely doesn't have the like it's not the same sort of storyline but it kind of reminded me a little bit of Manchester by the Sea and I know like that's the Casey Affleck movie but yeah. just in terms of like small town and like blue collar blue collar small town not there's not a lot going on in the scenes, um, but it's still, you're still getting so much, like you're learning so much about the characters in every scene almost, you know, um, yeah, yeah. without kind of too much, nothing really happens in Manchester by the sea, but like, and it's kind of the same with this, like there's, you know, a, there's not really, I know it spans over about you know fifty. As you say, years. as you say, it's more of a character study than a yeah. than a, a story driven thing. Like yeah, yeah, like the story exactly. is there, but basic, like you know, um. yeah. So yeah, I I actually did enjoy this. It's um, oh, good. it's it wasn't it wasn't uh, my favorite movie, um, but it definitely is worth a watch. It's 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 an easy watch. It's not yeah. like. Yeah, it's not too straining on your. It's not going to shake your answer. It's not going to leave you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's as good as we can say about. Well, oh, and actually, I have to say, Ben Affleck makes this movie a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. If it wasn't for Ben Affleck, like he his his uh, comedy chops comes out like twofold in this because like his comic timing is actually unreal. Uh, like the there's a scene where at the very start when he's sitting down with Jr. and he's after watching Jr. do some baseball, and yeah. he's like, "I'm not gonna lie to you, kid. I'm never gonna lie to you. You're not good at baseball. Like, there's no <laughs> point in playing. Like, you know, it's just yeah, yeah. And like Jr. is like, oh, but I really like playing. He's like, there's no point. Just don't. Just is there anything else you like doing? Is there anything else you enjoy? 
Um, <laughs> and like the kid is just like, oh, well, I thought I really wanted to play baseball. Like, and Ben Affleck is like, or no, what do you say? I like playing cards or something. And then Ben Affleck is like, well, I'm good at both, but you know, that's just me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he's yeah. he's actually he's very good. Um, he's very funny. Yeah, I know. I I knew Ben Affleck could do like he had good comic timing, like because all the Kevin Smith films that he's done. Oh like, yeah, he's... shit, the chemist. Yeah, and even and in he's quite funny in them. Like even in uh, Goodwill Hunting, Goodwill Hunting. I said, why did, <laughs> did I say that? Did so you weird? say the other word there? <laughs> Goodwill, <laughs> comma hunting. Yeah, yeah um, good. you said you said hunting with a C there. I think <laughs> you can't say that anymore. Oh, no, he didn't. <laughs> uh, but even in that, he was very good. Too. <laughs> Look at you absolutely laughing your ass off. Because <laughs> you thought I said cunting. <laughs> you said it now. <laughs> uh, well, that was just because I was just making sure. That's it. You're getting cancelled now. That's... <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure <laughs> I said the C word on this thing anyway. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to anyone who's been, uh, I don't know, feels bad about that word. Yeah. Um, there's nobody these days that's basically no I know yeah, yeah. Uh, yes so oh um, in total random news did you hear about that uh, Gaspar Uliel and his skiing accident say again what's that Gaspar Uliel I think no. that's him or Uliel he's the guy who um He's like a French actor and he did like the exact same thing as Schumacher. He like was skiing and got a massive brain injury, but he actually died. Oh, sure. But he's due to play like Midnight Man in Marvel, um, in Marvel's new comic book. And he played like Moon Knight. Is there Moon Knight? There's a TV series coming out, a Disney Plus thing, Moon Knight um, with Oscar Isaac. Yeah, he's in that. Moon Knight. I'm not completely, fr- I'm not familiar at all, in fact, with Moon Knight, but yeah, that's the new big thing that they're pegging for this year coming. And he's in it, is he? The French guy who died? Yeah, but he's, um, I'll tell you who exactly he is. Do you ever see, uh, um, oh God, I have like tinnitus or something all of a sudden in my ear. It's really weird. <laughs> um, he played, what you call it, I'm just going to look him up now because um. What did he play again? Oh yeah, he was Hannibal Lecter in Hannibal Rising. You know when he, you know Hannibal oh, Rising. He's like yes, the yes, young, yes. the like very young, f- absolute freak. Um, yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember his face. Sorry, I'm just yeah. Hannibal Rising. What was Matt? Gaspar Ulier. Ulier. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like he was like about to become this massive Marvel star He's as well. To break out, yeah, yeah. Oh dear, that's not good. Dies at thirty-seven after skiing accident. Oh, that's that's rotten. I when know. did that happen? Oh, it happened today. Oh no, it happened. It must have happened like maybe yesterday. Oh no, sorry, six days ago. So, sorry. Oh, six. I thought, okay. it said, I thought it said six hours ago. It said six days. Oh, well, that's that's terrible news. I know it was mad, but it was just crazy because it's like. He's, he's about to blow up, like Schumacher. He's fame. Him, 
and then Liam Neeson's wife was a skiing accident as well. Wife. Yeah, it's mad. Oh. It's just like don't ski, guys. Just don't don't ski. ski. Yeah, skiing, skiing so, bad. Listen, just run around and just snap. go to the app. Just go to the apres ski. That seems to be pretty fun and a lot less people still, die at it. Exactly. You, know? you can look, you can mush around in the snow a bit, make some snow angels. Maybe yeah, do definitely. a snowball fight. Yeah. I reckon these are all very safe things. You could go snow. up and down the ski lift. Have a lovely yeah. view. Don't fall off it now. No. Yeah. yeah don't fall off, don't go. get stuck up there. But... Yeah. But you can go up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going up and down on that, just having beers. Um, on a yeah. ski lift, and then just like you know, doing a few laps, and then people yeah. who are getting on and then back off again, or just you like, might like, oh, here? I need to go to the loo, like, and yeah. then you go, and then you get another drink, and then you go yeah, just... up and down on the ski lift. And if somebody tries to sit beside you, you're like, no, that's where my <laughs> slab of cans is. That's where my slab of cans, my yeah. slab of cans, which a few months ago used to cost me twenty euro, and now cost me forty. And now, now for 40, if you're lucky. 40, yeah, yeah. You know. Now cost me. Unless you, go to, unless you go to that shop down in Wexford, I think it was, or Waterford. Did you see that thing they did with the plastic no. cups? Plastic cups? So basically, so basically, a slab of cider went from like 20 euros to like 40 euros. And 50, they had a very exact price, 43 euros and 18 cents or something. So um, this is like a government shop, levy. Uh, well, it's a government levy, basically. On uh, alcohol can only be priced at a minimum uh, minimum unit pricing like. so uh, so basically double the price of some alcohol purchases overnight like uh, yeah. so this shop in Wexford I think it was this said uh, buy these 30 plastic cups for 30 euros and get a free credit voucher free credit 3 euros and 18 cents uh, you get free credit for 43 euros and 18 cents uh, and then right beside that was a slab of cans for 43 euros and 18 cents so basically 30 euros for the cans and that was their workaround and it worked the oh. people involved were like yeah that's completely legal like so, yeah. that is so, amazing good for them well done but then was the can were, yeah. were the cans not costing the shop more or is it just as a levy on know, the customer it's just a levy on the customer okay so they're not actually the, the... paying more because obviously they're not yeah. going to earn any money then if they keep on doing that um so it's, it's like a, a, a shop level levy. Okay. And and then it's not profit for them because they obviously have to pay that money on or if it's a tax or whatever. Well, I, I don't know them. I don't. Yeah, I know. How it works now. I know it's not tax. I know it's not going to the government as a levy. Because if it was, then you'd be like, right, at least they can put the money back into, you know, alcohol programs. Yeah. Something or useful. Something. Like, but it's not. It's literally just, you know, a markup. That's not taxed, you know. So yeah, it's a, a yeah. stupid move again. But anyway, yeah. yet again, a, another yet again silly move. Um, yeah, the government. So, any other news? Are you? Do you have any? No. Oh, oh yeah, apart from like your birthday. Apart from my birthday. Is uh yeah, which is the big four out tomorrow. So I'm enjoying the last Yay! day of my thirties. I know. Yeah. Look at you, so, so young now, so young faced, so, so fresh faced. So he was so young. He had so much life in him, and then he turned forty, and that was that. I know. 
literally tomorrow not, now. Not, not to give myself a bad omen, but I did wake, wake up with a sore back. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, literally, I woke up going, oh. Oh, no way. <laughs> You're go- it's it's going to be like um, yeah. Tim Allen in in, uh, in uh, Santa Claus. The Santa, the Santa Claus, because it's yeah. going to be like you just literally changing rapidly over the space of a few yeah. hours tonight. Over a few <laughs> hours, like I'll wake up tomorrow. Like a big belly, a grey beard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say no hair, but I'm already there on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I turn 40 tomorrow. Um, oh. There'll be no big party until March, as I said. So it'll be a quiet weekend. Um, yeah. We'll just let it go without a we let it go with a whisper for now. For now. But, and um, then for now. In March. Yeah. We shall make it up to my I shall make it up to myself. So yeah. Yeah. So there we go. That's brill. Um cool. Okay. So do you have any movies for me? Uh, I do, I do. Okay. The, yeah, I guess you do. Did you ask? Uh, so your two movies this week have kind of a theme. To okay. Them. Yeah, yeah. So they all kind of center same but, sort of subject matter, but they're two two films that are very different. But oh, sim, you you know what I mean when I tell you what they are. So your first film is uh, the Post, directed Post? by Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <gasps> um. That's on Amazon. That's with like um uh Meryl Streep and Tomas. And who? So Tom Hanks. Tomas Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you there. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's your first option. Uh, your second option is All the President's Men, starring Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman. Cool. So the reason they're connected is they're both involving stories that revolve around the Washington Post, the newspaper. Ah. So, yeah, you see, you see. Do you know where both of them? But they're are, made actually. like thirty years apart. Uh, sorry, yeah. Uh, All the President's Men's on Netflix and the Post on Amazon Prime. Okay, cool. Mm. Nice mm. one. Um, on yours uh, are. The Red Sea Diving Resort. Oh, okay. Have you seen that? Negative. Never even heard of it. Hmm. It's actually on Netflix. Okay. And it stars uh, Chris Pine. Um, Captain Kirk. That Chris Pine. Oh shit! Actually, that's not Chris Pine. I meant who's oh. Captain America? Oh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. The other Chris, they're all called Chris. All so many people call Chris. Chris. Uh, Chris yeah, Pine, sorry. Chris Evans. It's Chris, starring Chris Evans. Um, Red Sea Diving Resort. Um, yeah, I watched it the other night. I really enjoyed it. Um, or your second movie is mm. Werewolves Within. Also mm. on Netflix. It's new. I okay. think just newly added to Netflix. Cool. All right. I'll give them both a watch. Well, I'll give one of them a watch. Yeah. Here we go. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. So that's basically everything. If you have any. I think so. If you have any um, 
suggestions you want to let us know, you can always email us at whydidyoupodcast.gmail.com or uh, you can message on our Insta at whydidypodcast and yeah, give us your suggestions. And then you can always like and review our podcast wherever you listen to our podcast. That's true. You can do that. Yeah. You better. Five stars. <laughs> well, you know, four, four stars if you don't like Holly's, you know, foul language. And <laughs> uh, listen. <laughs> that was just a point I was trying to prove. <laughs> Oh, actually, anyway. come here. Did you watch um, SNL at all this week? Oh, uh, I watched the MacGruber one. Yeah, Will Forte. Because <laughs> we were talking about MacGruber before. And um... it was hilarious. It was very good. It was the best <laughs> skit they've done in a long time, actually, because SNL kind of, it kind of lost a bit of steam during that whole coronavirus, but it's, it's, that was brilliant. Anyone, anyone who wants a good laugh, watch the, the Will Forte MacGruber coronavirus thing. It's very good. But actually, I mean, he did about there was about three of them in the actual episode on, on YouTube. They have all three of them stitched together. As one, oh, one very together. good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay, so, cool. Good. Yeah, because someone like the others are the others were good, too. I just love Will Forte. I just think he can do uh, absolutely anything. He's a uh, brill. Yes. yes, we know you love him. I do. I do. You do. You do. Not ashamed to say it. <laughs> no, you're not. He is a great American <laughs> uh, comedian man. Yes. Comedy man? Comedy man or comedian? Uh, and actor. And actor. There you go. See, you got it one. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll you, you do declaring, You declaring my love for Will Forty is a good place to stop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or start. Why not? Or start. You know, you never know. <laughs> So if you're listening. Anyway. No. Yeah. Right. Will. No. <laughs> okay. Uh yes, and we will see you guys next week when Ronan will be one year older and wiser. And wise. No, no, no. no. Just one year older. Okay. No. No. And yeah. more handsome. No, no, again, no, just one year older. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't want to say that's not true. No, yeah. Legal disclaimer and all that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I will li- okay. literally just be when you're older. So I'm gonna like cough my brains out now. I have to press stuff. Okay. Yeah, so- we'll we'll talk to you guys next talk to week. You later. Bye. Bye.